after school is just insane with activities. So I just bring my laptop. I, I work around it. Power to Live More with Joe Dodds. Welcome to the Power to Live More podcast, all about productivity, organization, well-being, energy and resilience. I'm Jo Dodds and I started this show to enable interesting people to share their stories about how they use their power to live more and by that I mean to do the stuff that they want to do more than the stuff that they need to or should do. It's about creating a life for yourself where you have the energy, health and space to be happy and fulfilled, spending your time as you'd like, whether that be at work, home or somewhere else entirely. That's your choice. Hello, my name is Ellie Dots and I'm co-presenter and today Jo is interviewing Gabriella Ribeiro of the Mogul Mum. Jo saw Gabriella on a podcast directory and knew she'd make a great guest. Gabriella is a serial entrepreneur, author, single mother, frequent global wanderer and head of the Mogul Mum. Back to the studio. Today I'm interviewing Gabriella Ribeiro of the Mogul Mum. Welcome Gabriella, great to have you with me. Thanks, thanks for uh, having me here. Lovely. So start by telling us a bit about who you are, what you do, and crucially, where you do it. Uh, Sure. Well, I am based in New Jersey. I work from home, and I'm a firm believer in that. So I'll start with that. Lovely. Good. (laughs) Um, Most of my businesses revolve around travel and tourism. um, But what I recently did was take over the helm at uh, the Mogul Mom, which is a global uh, sort of motivational and supportive community for women, uh, more specifically moms that want to uh, get back in the workforce on their terms. So maybe become an entrepreneur and such. So we help guide them. And um, just a very far too frequent traveler, global wanderer. I have a little girl, I'm a single mom, and um, and I'm a writer, yeah. Lovely, lovely. How old's your little girl? Oh, she's 10, not so little. <laughs> She'll oh, be a baby yeah. for me forever. <laughs> I was just uh, um, little Dodsey, as I used to call her, who's now the same height as me. Um, he's off sick from school at the moment. So she just came downstairs and uh, I was like, give me a hug. And I was like, you're supposed to be my little girl. You're only 12. And she's like the same height, probably possibly even a centimetre or two taller than me. She's determined she's she's uh, taller than me. And uh, yeah, not not so little anymore. They grow up too quickly, as they say. Yeah, they do. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us how you got to do what you do so it's interesting when I sort of talk to my guests I have so many um situations where I I sort of I think about how we talk about our children doing jobs that sort of half the jobs they'll do in the future we don't know exist at the moment because you know or rather they don't exist at the moment and that always sounds like quite a, a high percentage until I interview my guests and actually most of the people I interview you know, didn't go up saying, I want to be a uh, whatever it is that they're now doing. <laughs> so it's probably not that uh, unreasonable to say that uh, half the jobs in the future don't currently exist. So tell us about your journey to where you are now, what you wanted to do, how you ended up doing what you now do. Yeah, and I think you're exactly right. You hit the nail on the head. <laughs> and I think when you have a passion, something just finds you. And maybe that job doesn't exist now, but or maybe, you know, there'll be intonations of it in the future. But it really, it's what the beautiful thing about being an entrepreneur is it's whatever you want it to be. So it doesn't yeah. matter if it exists or not, you can create it. Um, no, I, I certainly, I wanted to be a lawyer. And then, <laughs> and then I wanted to be a TV news producer, all sorts of different things. And, um, you know, I, I took a job when I graduated college just because my dad was in tourism. We always traveled. We were a heavily traveling family. And um, I just said, take this for now, you know, while you 
pursue your dream, you know? <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, um, and it was amazing because the job just kind of kept getting better and better as far as access to the world, um, you know, getting control of an understanding of how to market and advertise products, things like that. And um, yeah, I, so I, I stayed for a few years in an office. I figured out I really hate working in an office, so that was crucial for me. And um, yeah. had an opportunity to sort of start my own thing. So I took it and ran with it, and I figured, you know, I can always, you know, figure stuff out, and I, I could always go back to that company, you know, if I wanted to, which, you yeah. know, unfortunately didn't have to. And I think, you know, I, I started a business, um, which, yeah, at that time it was interesting that a lot of those kind of companies I started didn't really exist, where we sort of took on roles as directors of sales and marketing for hotels and travel companies that are not based here in the U.S. So sort of becoming, you know, marketing ourselves as an extension of an already mm -hmm. existing brand. And um, yeah, it just started to work well and one account led to another and you know, here I sit. So it's, it's been um, nearly 20 years that I've been doing that. And since then, so many different things have spun off of it. You know, I've started to plan really crazy travel for people. I started another company doing that because that's my passion is not, you know, not traveling in the ordinary, but giving people the extraordinary when they see the world. Um, and then I had an opportunity to, to sort of take over at the Mogul Moms. I've always really championed entrepreneurs and I celebrate entrepreneurship, especially being a mom and now being a single mom, it is really hard, uh, you know, and yeah. you have to find a tribe and you have to find, uh, you know, a system that suits you. And also, you know, just a supportive circle because when you become a mom, um, this happens, you know, sometimes you take time off of work, your, your circle changes. And if you're not in the workforce, people rarely understand your dreams and what you want to do. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So that was, that just seemed like a good kind of, you know, fit for me to, to sort of, uh, you know, look at seeing how I could help people while I, you know, while I work like mad. <laughs> yes. And that's yeah. pretty much, you know, where I am. So I, none of this was planned. I couldn't have even envisioned this. Um, but, you know, I think when you have a passion, it, it finds its way to you and it's really about what you do with it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm interested in the sort of working mum thing because um, there's obviously, you know, lots of, of uh, activity discussion around being a working mum and, and in particular working sort of entrepreneurial mum with your own business and I've sort of always avoided it on the basis that I had one child <laughs> and yeah. um, I've been fortunate in in that uh, I live next door to my in-laws well fortunate most of the time <laughs> yeah. um, and so granny and granddad you know have been next door um, and so that's four people to bring up one child so I've never really um, I never really sort of put myself out there as this person who's, you know, managing and balancing being a mum and running a business because mm -hmm. firstly I started my business so I could have my daughter. It wasn't uh, something that sort of evolved from having had her in the first place. I did it on purpose. But I've always yeah. sort of felt like I'm a bit of a fraud if I go out there saying, you know, I'm a, I'm a working mum because I sort of think, well, there's so many people <laughs> supporting her that I probably don't qualify really. <laughs> no, not at all. It doesn't matter what your level is. Of, so I mean, we all need the support, but really, if if you're doing if you're doing the work, then that's to be commended. <laughs> <laughs> I do some of it. <laughs> but um, you know, what what's the the uh the the, the sort of oh, I can't think of a better word other than thing around the the sort of working mum community uh because it's, it's clearly people you know in in a sort of having a business sort of way or working way it's about the working but it is about being a mum at the same time but it's it's almost like a sort of just a place to identify yourself and then build relationships it, or is it actually because it's about you know being a mother <laughs> it's not that bit is it <laughs> no i think it's you know i think oh. 
a lot of women struggle with with work no matter what whether they have kids yet or don't have kids you know i mean there's you know gender issues yeah. gaps and all of that you know and that that's a real thing um mm -hmm. so i think already you know we start with a little bit of <laughs> of a struggle yeah. um but what i find especially people in you know who join our community is um They've, they've dipped out of the workforce to raise their children, which is an extremely admirable thing. And if you can do it, wonderful. Um, but I find so many of them get to this point where they're just so itchy to get back to something that makes them feel good, you know? And, and it's wonderful to mm -hmm. be a mom. It's wonderful to be a full-time mom. But as I mentioned, you know, when your circles change and you're, you know, and you're not, the, the longer you're not around people in the working world, the harder it becomes to yeah. get back, it doesn't matter how much mm -hmm. help you have, it doesn't matter, you know, if you've got everybody or nobody, um, you know, you start to feel that that little bit of a, you know, it, it's almost like a depression in some ways that I see from people, um, so they're saying, what's, what's, my, what's my value now? You know, what mm -hmm. do I do, what do I, where do I help out, you know, aside from the home? And um, yeah, I think that that's a struggle that a lot of people deal with. And also when you have a child and you'll know this, you whether, you know, you have, it sounds like you great, you know, you have great help, but, um, but still, you know, everything it just changes and, and you cannot really be a nine to five, you know, yeah. that, that doesn't suit most of us. Um, mm. It certainly doesn't suit me. I'm like 24 seven, you know, but with taking yeah. breaks to be a mom, um, you know, so I think it's more crucial than ever for uh, especially moms who want to go back and work. It has to sort of be on their terms, especially yeah. if they yeah. don't have, you know, the, the grandparent living next door. They don't even have people in their immediate circle you know what i mean it's hard mm -hmm. to find people to bond with that you trust with your child so yeah i think it's more important than ever these days that they they find um either they do their own thing or they find a job that works with their schedule so they can still be mom because mm -hmm. it's not that common now to have family so close and have that sort of support support that, yeah. that was so common in in previous generations really is it and so so do you have men in your group and in do you have non-mothers in your group? No, I'm just intrigued. Um, <laughs> no, we, we welcome everybody. So anybody really can, can, you know, like participate. But no, we don't find too many men. Like lots of times we'll, I'll interview a man that's really interesting, you know, like yeah. in the business world or has done something. So for sure. Um, yeah, but I think it's, it's just most of the stuff that we talk about and that people open up about. Um, you know, women can probably relate to a little bit better. So I yeah. mean, certainly we don't exclude anybody, but you know, <laughs> if you, you know, you, you might be more interested if you're, if you're there and you're, you're a female. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, but, yeah. yeah. And we do yeah. have women that are not moms. Absolutely. Because like I mentioned, everybody who is doing their own thing is, is sort of struggling. There's a lot of battles that go on, especially when you launch your business. So they need the support. And then some people are really, you know, they're younger and they are not yet mothers and they're sort of like wow well what are we going to do when when everything changes how am i going so it, we sort of um almost serve as spotlights and mentors for those that you know are thinking about becoming a mom yeah but are not yet there so i think it serves them well also yeah 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 so you have a lot on your plate you um apart from um having the mogul one mom you also do other stuff as you've said you have a, a daughter how do you make sure you get things done but also that you you know get to do the things that you want to do as well i think it's important to identify which hours work best for you and then kind of work around that so um what i do pretty much every day is I get up really early. I perform very, very well in the morning as opposed to when, you know, being a night owl, I'm, I'm certainly not. So, you know, getting up early allows me to to do exercise, which I kind of have to do for health reasons. Um, it also allows me to, to kind of have my coffee, check in, and most of my clients really are around the world. So, you know, if it's already four or five in the morning here, it's already nine or 10 in Europe, and it's way, way later in Asia. So I have to adjust myself accordingly to what my work demands. 
Um, and once you get used to it, it's fine. And then this way I have some hours to myself before my daughter gets up. And when she does, I'm sort of just all in with her. And then, you know, while at school, she's working, you know, I'm working, she's there. And then after school is just insane with activities. So I just bring my laptop. I, I work around it, you know, or I, or I carpool or whatever the case may be. Um, I'm always with her and present when we can have dinner together, that kind of thing. But um, yeah, I just take it as it goes at, at night if there's time and I'm still awake after a four or 5 a.m. wake up, then I do a little <laughs> bit of work again. Um, and that's that. And I, I also travel really heavily for work. So on that, talk about support. I, I really do lean on family and friends to assist. I am fortunate my mother does live very close and she's a tremendous help. Um, you know, and her dad is super helpful as well. We're not together, but, um, you know, he's a wonderful dad, so he can definitely help step in. Um, and it, it just kind of works like that. Every day is a little bit different though. Mm-hmm. It's that whole flexibility piece, isn't it? I was, um, we were in France for a few days. My, um, mother-in-law and her sister and I was sort of designated driver because I don't like driving abroad and uh, we have friends who live literally we're sort of 24 miles from them or something but there happens to be the English channel between us (laughs) and we speak different languages Um, and they always say that I work too much I'm always on my computer and I always sort of go back to them and say well actually that's because when we're in the car driving somewhere that's a great time for me to get on and sort my emails out or do something that I need to get done um so that I can get out of the car and go for a nice walk with you when we get there because I have done my work and you know if I was um working in a nine-to-five job I wouldn't even be here um but as it is you know I actually we were there for three days I got tons of work done but I also spent a lot of time sightseeing having nice lunches you know they they lunch for hours in France um and you know seeing friends and so on and it's interesting because you know because they see my wraparound work they think that's all I do and it's like well if that was all I do I wouldn't be seeing you would I (laughs) right yeah people always are very quick to give flack to to people that have to pop up and you know pitch up and work however um you know it's a beautiful thing that we can but it's that's what they happen to see and then they I I get accused of that all the time and I'm like yeah you're always on your phone it's like well hold it you know it's just you know an email or two let me clear this out you know but yeah like if I was hidden and in an office you would have no idea what I was doing, you know, and and quite right. I wouldn't be able to be present with you. No, exactly. And it's, you know, it is, I mean, and the other thing I said to them was, you know, I really like my work actually. So, and because they sort of go, oh, do you work when you're on holiday? And I said, well, I I sort of work at any given time. You know, to me, it's, it's living my life. It doesn't really count as holiday per se, you know, because I, I have days during the week when I'm what everyone else would call as, would call supposed to be working, when you know I might go off and have a massage or something you know that that's just something that is able to be fitted in around everything because of that flexible way of working but um it doesn't get perceived that way sometimes does it <laughs> no it doesn't <laughs> so what about sort of tools and apps to get that work done you talked about um you being on your phone and you know the smartphone I think for me is one of the best inventions <laughs> in the last few years oh, yeah. But, um, you know, what, what do you use to, to keep you on top of, of all the different things that, that you need to do? Well, I mean, you know, just standard social media is really, really important for what I do. Just, you know, as far as like staying visible with the marketing that I do, it's an incredible tool for not only putting things out there, but also curating um, specialty groups, you know, private groups, um, you know, member based groups. That's a whole that's a thing that didn't exist, you know, or, or even a couple of years ago. And now mm-hmm. people are finding different ways to monetize, um, you know, with with that tool and, and all sorts of it. So I think that that that's been amazing. And I do use it. I probably spend too much time on it. But social media for me has become um 
you know, a really important part of, of how we project our messages in, in all of the businesses that I run, but also creating community, which is what people crave. So I think that that, that has been incredibly more so helpful there than anything. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and I use, I'm kind of, I'm kind of really loyal to a couple of fitness apps and I find like that you need, you know, it doesn't have anything to do with work, but I mean, in, in a way it does, you have to stay mentally balanced, whatever that is that helps you. Like you said, whether it's mm -hmm. massage, maybe, whatever. Um, you know, for me, it's knowing I hit my calorie count that day or whatever it is, you know, so I use that to sort of, you know, keep myself, um, you know, in check on, on the self-care side, which is a huge component, you know, of, of being a business owner and a mom and a friend and everything else. And, you know, like little tools I use here and there, I'd say, you know, just, I, I'm, I'm kind of a stickler with my Google calendar. Like if it's not in there, it definitely doesn't exist. So that's, yeah. that's a number one. Um, mm -hmm. and you know, I always have to have kind of Wi-Fi connection wherever I go. So I have this, um, device, it's, uh, it's a brand called Solis and it's, it's really amazing and it works pretty much around the world because I travel around the world yeah. frequently, you know, I'm leaving for Italy yeah. in a few hours actually. Um, oh, cool. so yeah, I've got to always have that thing in my bag because exactly what we said, you've just had a power cut or things go out. <laughs> um, I need to be connected and you know, people say like, it's funny that you said, people say, oh, don't you ever disconnect? My stress is being totally disconnected. Yes. You'll never find me in a good state if I can't, you know, like connect. So I am in my best. I'm, I'm living my best life when my phone is on <laughs> fully charged. <laughs> I admit yeah. it because yeah, I know that no, I, things and I can stay responsible. Yeah, no, I agree. I this morning I had um, I had a bit of a heavy morning. I had to get the tires changed on my caravan, which is what you call. I think you call them trailers over there, but it's a small sort of one that you tow around with you. It's not, you know, static. Um, so I had to change that because I'm off to Scotland at the weekend. And um, but I also needed to get my husband's phone screen fixed because it was smashed. And I also yeah. needed to get the battery on my phone replaced. So the guy that was doing that work actually lives right near where the caravan was getting sorted. So I thought, oh, brilliant. I'll, you know, do the both things. But I had to get back for my podcast. So I only had a limited window. Um, and then the man doing the wheel, the tires was going to call me when he was half an hour away. So I'm thinking, well, I can't give my phone to the fixer. I can give my husband's phone to him, but I can't give him my phone because I need to get the call from the tire person and I need to let him in the gate when he gets here. So I need, so I'm doing all this and then I'm saying to the guy, yeah, you know, and in the end, so we, it sort of worked out and I gave him my phone and then I had to go to his house to pick the phone back up again. But of course I didn't have Google maps anymore. So I couldn't actually remember how to get to his house because he lives in one of those estates where they, all the roads look the same and they're all like interconnected. So after taking a few wrong turnings and driving around a little while, I finally uh, got to him. But I, I was I was quite worried for about an hour that I was so disconnected to everybody. But luckily, not luckily, pre-planning, I took my iPad. So if I had got really lost, I could have texted him on the iPad <laughs> to find out where he lived. I know. <laughs> or use Google Maps. Tell stories like that. People get so crazy all the time. I hear how many people, oh, it was so much better when we didn't have all this technology. It's like, I fully disagree, actually. You know, yeah. I think it, it helps us perform better so that we can, you know, give ourselves yeah. extra time or get a bunch of things done so we can be more present yeah. with, with people. Well, yeah. And, you know, prime example is I've got four podcasts today. You're my third and I've got another one coming up um, later. And I've just, as you said, mentioned briefly, I've had a power cut, which cut us off and we've had to sort of continue. And we're doing that via 
uh, my iPad because I can't have the internet because that's now not plugged in because there is no power. <laughs> and uh -huh. for some reason, my, my portable internet's not working either. So that must be connected in some way. Um, but luckily my iPad, well, I keep saying luckily, it's pre-planning really, you know, I can use that instead. Otherwise we would have had to have rescheduled. You're off to Italy, I'm off to Scotland. It, you know, it would have been really difficult, but as it is, you know, we've managed yeah. to get around it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Excellent. So um, so tell us a bit more about the um, get, being healthy, keeping sort of fit for what you do. Cause you, you in passing said that you need to exercise for your health and you, you've talked a bit about your health apps being uh you know quite key for you yeah. uh, is that something that you that you focus on that you know that needs to be right in order to enable you to do the things that you want to do yeah it is i keep you know setting challenges for myself so that's good you know good to have like sort of the mental goal but my dad died at a very young age um had a stroke and diabetes and heart disease and all that so um that was really difficult you know i mean in, in so mm. many regards to see that and to to be subject to that and you know and all of the, the aftermath and who's a parent earlier in life and um you know and now that i'm a single mom it's just it's more important than ever it's not even a vanity thing of course we all want to lose weight but you know that's it that's the secondary um i just kind of want to stay as agile as i can for as long as i can you know mm -hmm. and it nothing else really for her you know outside of myself and so i think it yeah it's important that i stick to a curriculum um once I backslide, it's um, you know, it's really difficult to get back into it. So I, I say like, okay, rather never lose it, you know, just whether you know it may, you know, twist and turn here and there. But what I do to keep myself on track also is um, I set goals for myself now, whether they're races or you know marathons or these types of things. And then I know, you know, I kind of put myself out there. I, I hold myself accountable to the world so that like I'm not going to back out. <laughs> and you know, all I ever have to do is finish. I'm not an athlete. I'm not any sort of superior anything. Like I, I, I got brains, but I did not get, you know, the the athletics. <laughs> That's what I got. <laughs> and so I think it's kind of funny. Like I just think it's an, it's a big goof. Like I mean, I always hated running, for example, and now I can, you know, do a marathon, and I have another one scheduled this year. It never could have happened, you know, before. But you know, all I want to ever do is just finish. So that's my goal, you know, if I can, if I can cross the finish line and, you know, six hours, seven, whatever it is, um, mm -hmm. you know, then that keeps me fresh mentally as, you know, as well as physically. Mm -hmm. So sort of change the subject back to talking mm -hmm. about the mogul mum and your community there. Are there so certain sort of top sort of challenges, issues that, that, that come up time and again for the people in that community? you know, the things that people are mostly asking questions around, or is it, is it sort of anything and everything? All right. Yeah, it's I imagine kind of there must be some common yeah. themes. We do a nice divide between the personal and the professional. And I think that that's what people need. You know, like a lot of people join these groups and it's just hundred percent business and they don't bond with anyone and they don't feel close enough to share something personal. So yeah. I, think I try to keep a, a good balance there, but yeah, I mean, you know, what comes up all the time is mom guilt. 100% yeah. of the time that is what like 90 I mean gosh every, everybody almost, almost everybody has commented on that in some way so I think you know everybody suffers from it whether they're public about it or not you always mm -hmm. feel like you want to do more like you know and, and that you're not doing enough so I think the self-doubt and the self-pity almost happens uh yeah. too often you know um I think people you know don't bring up too many issues with their kids I think everything is generally pretty going you know much going okay there um mm -hmm. but I think also like they question family buy-in and I always said that that's a really important thing like some some people don't bring their partner or 
their kids um, into what they're doing. And it's like you were saying before, like somebody's just judging you because you're on your laptop in the car. They don't really know the bigger picture. They probably couldn't even really remember what it is exactly you do, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes that, you know, people struggle with that. Like, how much should I let people in on, you know, my family and on my business and all of that stuff. And just all the way. Cause I think if they, if they don't understand why it is that you're doing what you're doing and how happy it makes you or, or what sacrifices need to be made for you to achieve your goals, whether it's you have to go out to a meeting or you've got to go to a night function and you know, all of that stuff. Um, if they don't really get it, then that that's what creates confusion and resentment. So I think that yeah. that's definitely something that comes up a lot that we talk about. And I always encourage people to make a family meeting, make sure they understand, you know, like my, I have to travel a lot, which gives me, you know, a lot of guilt. Probably I've managed it better now than I did in the past, but it's just my trade off because I get to be mom the rest of the time at home, you know, and I get to be at her activity yeah. and stuff. But lots of times I take her with me and I'll take her to a meeting if it's a fun client or, you know, something like that, if it's appropriate. Yeah. And she'll kind of totally get what I'm doing. She may not understand the logistics, but she's like, oh, okay, I understand now. This is why you have to go away. You had to be at this meeting or you had to come to this trade show or whatever it was, um, you know, and it sort of, gives her a little bit more of a glimpse into mm -hmm. my day and helps her understand. So I think that's, that's mm -hmm. something to, to always be conscious of. Mm. I think it's interesting. I, I know I've um, been on holiday with, with family members where mm. people have um, needed to only do half the holiday. And my husband's done that. He's come for a week instead of two weeks. And that's sort of accepted as normal because they have a job and they can only take certain amounts of time off and you know yeah. all that sort of thing um and then I've had to do something and it's and it's seen as my decision and it's interesting that as you say it's it, it's it's about people being aware because a lot of the decisions you make when you run your own business are just as um necessary and uh, you know you can't not do them you know as as things are when you work for an employer it just looks like it's your sort of um decision on your fault or, or whatever the, um, the the sort of perception of it is but quite often it's because a client needs something so you have to do it because it's a client uh, or you've got a deadline that is a deadline you know for your business but it, I suppose when it's your own business sometimes it can look like well it's just because you, you're choosing to do that and it, that's that's the the key bit of of, of maybe making people aware of what is expected of you or what you expect of yourself because you are running a business and you know need to do whatever you need to do to earn that money. Yeah, no, quite right. It's it's it, it, a lot. We're very much beholden to deadlines and things like just like anybody else. So you're, yeah, mm. exactly. Mm, yeah. So what about um, learning and improving yourself? What sort of things do you do to to keep yourself sort of a, abreast of what's happening in the in the marketplace and and in the the business world um, in, in relation to what you do? You know, I, I read a lot and I make sure that I'm present at a lot of like industry events where I'm going to learn something. So especially in the travel industry, there are frequently so many events all over the world that I, I have to go to. But I attend some that I actually want to go to. And those are the ones that, for instance, will have innovators <clears throat> and disruptors in the industry or they'll have technological products that have just come online, you know, that you'll have the chance to try out or, you know, meet the founders of and ask your questions. I think that stuff is important because when you work from home, your human interaction becomes, you know, sometimes minimal to nil, you know, I mean, depending on what you do, yeah. um, it's important to balance that. So, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm required to go to a lot of different events on behalf of clients around the world, which is good because that keeps, even if I did nothing else on myself, you know, I I'd, I'd always have that. Um, but I, I kind of like to keep fresh and attend events that, 
where you know, or I, I know I'll be able to network well, I'll be able to meet some interesting people, and um, and kind of keep you know keep a finger on the pulse of what other people are doing. I really enjoy kind of hearing other entrepreneurs speak, and um, and also you know, founders of of different technologies that I think could help me. So that that's always mm -hmm. Mm. And how do you turn that sort of learning into practical sort of action? I was talking to someone the other day where we were talking about how important it is to mm. apply what we learn. Otherwise, sometimes we can just keep learning. <laughs> and in fact, I interviewed somebody for one of the podcasts today and he talked about uh, what was the phrase learning? Something like if you if you don't apply what you learn, then the learning is a booby prize. And I can't remember how he quite described <laughs> it, but as in, but as in, you know, the learning becomes really useless if you then don't use it. I agree, and um, I'm very much the type of person that does things on a whim. And I think my, you know, it's kind of a, it's not exactly the the same explanation, but I, I just, you know, it sort of ties in. Um, I think it's important to stop dragging your feet. And I think mm -hmm. that's what happens when you say people don't put things into practice. It's because they got home and they put the notebook down and they wanted to watch TV or they wanted to do something. And, and then the idea just stayed in the notebook. And that happens a lot. Finding ways not just to test out what you learn, but also to figure out, take the time to figure out how that best works for you and how can maybe you twist it up. You know, if I hear someone talking about a concept, um, you know, it, it may not totally work for me or whatever tools they're using may not, but I, most of the time I try to twist it around in my head and say, well, I can't do that, but you know, I could do, I could do something with one of the groups I have this way, you know, and test it out with yeah. what membership site, or it could be like something as simple as, as, you know, a wait list. The power of a wait list is enormous. I've learned that this past year. And, you know, maybe I didn't have at that time, you know, I, I saw a tremendous speaker that talked about that and it's, it's so true. People want what they can't get. And, um, yeah. you know, I was like, well, what do I have? What could I really do? And if I run a membership group, you know, and a motivational group. And I'm like, why couldn't I try that? So, and it, you know, people, I think you have to also look at what, what doesn't cost so much money. You know, like the idea of putting a wait list on a, on a new thing I was launching was fairly easy. So it's like, people have to get out of their own way too. I think that that's more important yeah. than applying the lesson. Cause I think what stops people is saying, I have to focus on the pixel. My friend always says, don't focus on that. Like you could lose months to a year delaying a launch of a website because you can't decide whether the logo should go on the left or right. And I'm sure you know people like this. <laughs> and, you know, it, it's like yes. nothing really, nothing can, nothing that bad can happen if you just test something out and launch it. So I think it's more like getting your mindset straight before you can even, um, you know, it, it's that self-acceptance yeah. and self-push to be like, I'm, mm. you know, I got this and I'm going to figure it out by the weekend. Mm. And that's just what I'm going to do, you know, and sticking to a deadline. Not so much the initiative, but, you know, just the promise you make to yourself. It's that thing about sort of getting going and correcting your uh, route as you go rather than actually just, as you say, waiting until everything's perfect before you even start because that is just so hard to do and doesn't get you anywhere anyway. No, it's never going to be perfect. So, and then no. even when you think it is, something else will happen. Exactly, so. exactly. <laughs> my, one of my key phrases, done is better than perfect. So, uh, yes, I go along with that. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure you've never regretted launching something on time or when you felt it was right. You know, it's just, you can yeah. always change things midstream. Yeah. You always have yeah. power. Yeah. So, last couple of questions then. The first one is, what do you do on those days where it all goes horribly wrong and you've had a bad oh. day and things haven't worked out? <laughs> You know what I do is I, I, I breathe, which we forget to do. And I, I really <laughs> yeah. gotten into some guided meditations, which have helped me where, you know, I just kind of reset and say, all right, you know what, if it's something, I'm the type of person that has to get things out. 
if I have something to say to you, you're going to hear it, you know, and that, that, um, and we're going to be fine. Either we're not going to be okay or we will, but you know, it's not going to escalate to something ridiculous. So, you know, I, I think clear communication is key, you know, so I say if it's something that, that really stinks, but can I fix it? Is it something I could pick up the phone and talk about? Then at least that's taking action. Um, mm -hmm. you know, if it's a circumstance, I really can't change, you know, um, or I get a, a report that you know one of my clients business levels are not doing so well and it of course reflects back on us i just kind of pick up and walk away and sometimes i say all right i'm just going to take the rest of the day and i'm going to think about this away from my desk and usually that helps me be able to come up with a solution when i'm sitting there and staring at the screen i almost feel more pressure um you know and sometimes it takes something as simple as just a walk around the block um you know, to to say, okay, this is how I see it here, and here's what I'm going to fix. So I think always I, I focus on a solution no matter what, because um, I think that there is for pretty much everything, and mm. maybe get out of your own space for a second just to see it differently. And also, you know, I, I've been learning to do this, and I'm not good at it, um, but realizing and the capacity to understand that people will always have their own perspective. Yes. And you got to change things. You're not always right. I mean, you may be right in your head, you know, and you may be right to a, to a stranger looking at it objectively. Um, but it's, you know, you have to kind of sort of see where the other person is coming from, even if it mm -hmm. might be ridiculous and figure out, you know, how best to navigate it. Because, you know, if you, if you can do that, you're already a smarter person than your opponent, you know, so I think, yeah, yeah. you know, figuring out how to navigate it. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And then lastly, those days where you've had the chance to live more, and that's where I talk about getting to do more of the things that you want to do. And in fact, um, I read something the other day, a, a newsletter that I wrote years ago, and I've found out where the live more bit came from, and I'd forgotten. So I'm just going to say it because it's a really lovely little uh, reference. It's Pollyanna oh from the books she used to talk about living more and, and i read them with ellie a few years ago and i must have picked it up from there and that's where it came from so the living more is doing the things that you want to do so where you've had that day where you've lived more what, what does it look like for you it looks like that i've had a really good laugh um yeah. it looks like my invoices are paid from clients mm -hmm. and i don't have to spend half the day chasing <laughs> yeah I, you know I've had an adventure with my girl and you know, and that's really kind of what I measure things by the other night. We're always running and I always you know, travel with her and we're always kind of like, you know, going on errands and this and that and activities. And the other night we just kind of sat down and it's the summer and it's super fun. We just colored, we colored for like three hours and it was awesome. It was first of all that I could do that. Um, yeah. you know, with, when I had the flexibility to do that and, you know, just be summer. Um, but you know, also that, that there, I'm I'm so blessed to be able to to just integrate the quality time when I can, and 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 just truly, you know, indulge in that because the, at the end of the day, it's, you know, I, I go all over the world, I get great opportunities, I have a lot of fun, and that's all great, you know. But believe me, but I think it's those moments where you kind of go back and say, well, that was a really amazing night because we just sat there and laughed and did something fun together, and that's that's kind of how I love to wrap up my day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I've got better in recent years of having those moments where I just sort of look at what's happening in the moment when I'm spending time with Ellie and uh, and sort of appreciating the fact that I'm doing that, whether that be colouring, although I haven't done that for a long time, maybe I should do that. <laughs> or <laughs> any of the other things. Lovely. So thank you so much, Gabriella. It's been great speaking to you. Tell people how they can find out more about you and uh, how they can get in contact with you. 
Sure. Um, easiest way is just Gabriella at themogulmom.com. And um, I'm pretty much always on my email, so I'm happy to chat with you. Um, on Instagram, I'm the Explorator, so I put a lot of my uh, my travels up there, which are a lot of fun, my, my funny finds that I find in different parts of the world. And um, yeah, I'd love to love to chat with anybody. So reach out. Brilliant. Thanks, Gabriella. Thanks so much. All this information is available in the show notes, which you can get to if you use the link powertolivemore.com forward slash, in this case, 119. The last couple of weeks I've been talking about my new membership site and about the four sections that are within it, uh, the community accountability. And this week I'm going to talk about learning and next week I'll talk about the materials. So the learning section uh, is basically about providing mini courses and sometimes not so many uh, in areas and with topics uh, and learning that is relevant to home-based coaches and consultants based around the categories of my five fundamentals which are simplify, systemize, share, self-care and sustain but also around things like audience building and um, other courses for people to use some of the tools within the community as well. So all the sorts of things that you would use or need that you do use and need as a home-based coach or consultant. So the courses that are currently on the site ready for launch are Habitual Happiness, all about creating regular habits that help you to be happy and maintain that happiness. Uh, organizing your home office for maximum productivity. So that's in the systemized section to help you think about how you get set up with your home office. The self-care section has preventing and coping with burnout currently. In the share section, there's a course about outsourcing. So if that's something that you've been thinking about doing, there's some resource there for you, some learning there. In the audience building, there's a course about Facebook advertising. And in the simplify section, there's quite a number. There's having fun with vision boards. There's your best 12 months ever starting now. So that's something that enables you to have a think about your last 12 months and plan forwards for your next 12 months. And it doesn't have to be a January thing or a September thing. It can be any time of the year. It's just 12 months from whenever you do it. There's also one called How to Start to Simplify Your Life. So that talks about thinking about your purpose, your values, uh, some self-awareness and some work around how you want your life to be moving forwards. There's also another course about simplifying and decluttering your life. So if that's something that you're thinking about doing, then that might be useful to you. And then there's a couple of courses to explain how to use resources within the community. One of them is about using the Habit Share app, which I talked about last week, which we use for accountability. And another one is how to use Slack within the community. And obviously that will be helpful if you're using Slack elsewhere, not just within the community here, but um, it obviously will get you kicked off if you know nothing about it and aren't going to use it anywhere else. And then there's also a mini course about my introduction to living more. And that's around my five fundamentals that I've already talked about of simplifying, sustaining, uh, share, self-care and, oh, I've just done it in the wrong order, 
start again, simplify, systemize, share, self-care and sustain. So there's a ton of content in there currently and that's just to get us kicked off when I launch the site. Moving forwards, I'll be regularly adding content, as I say, across all of those five fundamentals, but also around things like audience building and other useful topics for home-based business owners or home-based coaches and consultants specifically. The way that the courses are put together, they're very interactive. There's a real focus on taking action. I know quite often we learn things by reading books or just by you know, following something, watching a video, and then we don't really ever put it into practice. And it's really key from all the work that I do facilitating uh, groups to learn via workshops and so on. I know how important it is to take action to actually practically do something as a result of what you're learning so that it really helps to embed the learning but also kicks you off on to doing things differently as a result of having had the learning there's no point learning things and carrying on your merry way the way that you ever did before so there is a real focus on taking action and so the courses are divided up into teaching content and then also into action content so that's the things where you need to actually do something and there's lots of connections back from the courses to slack to the community so that when you've done something uh, it will ask you what you've done and ask you to go into the community and share that with other people who've taken the same course so that you can have some conversation with those people but also that gives you a level of accountability to um, encourage you to take that action and then go and sort of report back on it if you like to your fellow course takers I don't know if that's a technical term <laughs> so yeah real focus on taking action and doing something differently as a result of the learning and as you can tell from the list that I just gave you there's a ton of stuff there you don't obviously have to do all of it um, but you know you can dip in and out and do the things that you need at any given time and then if there's anything you want that I don't yet provide then you know always let me know because I'm constantly providing new courses to go in that section so obviously it'd be much better for me to be producing courses that you're asking for than uh, ones that I just decide I think you need <laughs> uh, but obviously a lot of what's come out of the courses um, the topics at the moment are uh, it's as a result of the feedback that I got from the survey that I did earlier in the year about the things that people are um, struggling with and so some of the other courses that I'm thinking about um, that will be added are, will be around focus, uh, email management, uh, maybe inbox zero that sort of thing and um, what's the other one uh, not outsourcing systemization general so generally so how you can create systems and processes and what technology you can use for that and so on um, and then there's also uh, an audience building one I think there's something about Instagram and uh, there'll be things like email marketing and um, stuff about using WordPress for your website as well because it's something that I used to teach in the past and I know will be useful to some of you as well so tons of content in there currently tons more coming and obviously as I say very open to suggestions for content that you'd really appreciate in terms of your learning journey so that's the course section of Power to Live More Calm. That's the learning section, should I say? That's the L in calm. <laughs> Next week, I'll talk to you about the materials, which is the section that's got lots of templates and uh, resources that you can download and use so that you don't have to reinvent the wheel to do the things that you need to do. So um, 
I'll be talking about that, as I say, next week. Again, the show notes for this week's show are at powertolivemore.com forward slash 119, 119. And we look forward to speaking to you next week. Use your power to live more. 